Disappointing a deity this week on The Hapless Heroes. The best part about all of this is it's going to be like someone like me or Hedrick that ends up screwing this all up. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Uh, we'll just start this evening the same way we start every other one by introing our cast. And today we're going to start with my, on my left with James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. To his left is Mike as Lord and Captain Gwyn Southland. Always at my service. To his left is Zach as... Regnard. Oh, hello. To his left is Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. I'm usually better with uh, introductions. To his left is John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Let's see. Uh, zero is is zero here. Uh, the, uh... And to his left is Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. I don't. I'll come up with a plan. I'll have a plan. (laughs) So as we left, Lady Valen had a rather pointed question for her champion. Uh, Yes, she had asked me whether or not her avatar of war was with us, uh, to which Jarrell will kind of stutter for a second. Uh, uh, My lady, uh, I believe he is still in the realm of Caesar Southwind, he was wa- the one who actually sent us in this direction to begin with. So, you came to a celestial war <laughs> without the Avatar of War. Well, that sounds stupid that- when you say it like that. And then we came <laughs> to Arachnor without Moradin. Okay, so I mean, but 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 your avatar of war is the only reason that we are able to bring your champion before you here today. So what what did you bring? A mechanical puppy? Actually, we have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> we look around, and Boris unfortunately is like and Boris is literally nowhere to be found. Yeah, she's missing. <laughs> Would you like a Boris is a literally missing, and this is the first anyone has noticed. Yeah. Uh... I believe so, Pregnant was offering her a sausage. Yeah, we brought this. We brought this. Would you like to have a bite? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I appreciate you sharing your, no doubt, delicious... Yeah, it's good. It's really good. But I think back to the point at hand... So he stayed behind. He uh, yes, he used his power bestowed upon him by Caesar Southwind, apparently, 
uh, to bring everybody else here. I, I got here a different way. I didn't okay. realize we were missing Zero. Okay. But, but, but sure. she is rubbing at her temples. Surely we can find a solution. Our, our, our dear uh, dwarven friend here uh, happens to, to know a way to travel between planes. Uh, I, I think it's just a matter of connecting the who, what's, it's with the what have yous. You know what I mean? I would be able to handle okay. something if we can figure so, it out here. In the midst of everything that's going on, nobody is opening anything to anywhere because... We're trying to keep it kind of secure in here. You've noticed there's a bit of a war going on. Start opening portals. Things start coming back in through them. That's not good for a siege defense. Reasonable. I give my avatar full marks for nobility. Minus several thousand points for absolutely no creativity whatsoever. We really kind of kind of used him. Deep breath. Deep breath. As a literal god is trying to calm themselves down. <laughs> I did forget that uh, Zero has essentially like the power and soul of Moradin inside of him. Yeah. Yes. I forgot that that's what made him the Avatar of War, not just being a mobile weapons platform. That's what he started as. I'll say what now? This complicates things. You see, um, among other things, Arachnor is his fortress. And more importantly, His wife is here, and she would be very much expecting to see him or something of his spirit. That somehow also aid us in the whole everything else going on out there. Well, she gestures over to the map. This may hinder us. She points to a blob of red off to the far end of the table. If you were looking outward from the wall, it would be off to the right. You see, we've got an issue there with an incoming force. Now, normally we would be able to head that off, but lately... Since her husband has been struck down, Baronar True Silver, the uh, matriarch of this realm, his now widow, has been, shall we say, distraught. Her quarters of this place have become impassable, and unfortunately, that leaves a segment of the fortress undefended. Oh. Yes, having his spirit here really could have turned the tide for us. But at this point, we are just ever so slightly pressed for time. Okay. um, Well, I think it would benefit us to find a way and maybe make a plan to get Zero here somehow. 
Is there a way we can at least communicate with that realm without necessarily opening up any physical... Quinn, do you still have your flask? Yeah, Valen, are you able to, to reach him, talk to him through through your... I don't know. I mean, Jarrell has that helmet, that fancy helmet that he talks to you in. Do you have a way to reach? Zero. Yes, but we would be using something like the helmet, which is here. Okay. Yeah. You so, see, the situation yeah. has changed somewhat from when we used to be able to communicate more freely. Namely, the enemy at the gates as it literally were. Yeah, I can imagine that caused a lot of disruptions up here and well, kind of everywhere. We've been seeing a lot of issues on our realm, too. Um, Quinn, well, do you think the waters of the south wind would allow you to travel back to your father's realm and then you could bring back Zero to us while we defend this section of the wall? I don't know. <laughs> I literally don't know. That's a great question. It's <laughs> a good question, because we didn't try that the first time, so I really don't know if that's actually doable. It's true. Quinn never actually just, you know, he didn't. He wasn't the one who chugged <laughs> right. that water. It was Boris. Right. And did the power the power didn't come from the water itself. The power came from Caesar himself. Well, it was to the travel between planes. Well, yeah, but it was the, the water, water was a catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it is believed to be the chosen of the south wind line. Like whether that's blood related or whether that's um, associated s- simple selection. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Boris was not among them. <laughs> well, she was in the party. Well, no, but uh, what I mean is that, like, oh right, yeah, yeah. She didn't the gain the abilities no. that the well, Quinn did. Captain and Quinn the, did. Well, the, and the reason why we used Zero was because he is not an actual, like, human, like not an actual he, being. He was able to retain. We could be affected by it, and so we didn't. He was write. the better conduit, right, right for right, exactly. this magic. Oh, no, using hence. zero is absolutely the thing you were supposed to do. Of course. I just like used having him not being here, which of course he wouldn't be here because I can't play a character and run this at the same time anyway. Yeah. But it was a good plot catalyst. Hence yeah, the I'm... lack of creativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Lady Phelan, in your godly wisdom, um, how can we bridge the gap between this realm and that minor plane to bring Zero here in a way that would not expose us to the enemy at the gates, so to speak. Valen addresses you. We have two different issues with one solution. Or maybe it's two different solutions to one problem. It's unclear, but Ah, she sort of crumples ever so slightly her head into her hands as though she's 
fighting off a headache or some sort of mental assault. Like, I'm yeah, this is Felix now being curious. Um, because, like, you know, what we know about gods is that they're these, like, you know, like mighty, powerful, like immortal beings, right? That, like, literally control, like, the primordial elements that hold, like, our fucking worlds together, right? And so, like, to see one distraught, to see one kind of, like, you know, uh, not just sort of the pinnacle of, like, all things righteous, holy, and powerful. It's like, you know, they see one actually show, like, weakness. Like, I, I feel like it would cause concern, would it not? Like, would I, would I know enough about gods to be like, like, this is not good. Like, if we are seeing a god feeling like they can't handle something, like, what we are dealing with is, like, fucking awful. Like, yeah. epic proportions awful. I'm not sure if there's a role I need to make for that or if that is a safe assumption to make here. <laughs> like, so yes, there is some fucked up shit going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's safe to assume. But after a moment, Valen regains her composure, but as she kind of raises back to her full height, you can see what looks like a trail of blood, like just a very thin nosebleed coming from her uh, right nostril. I didn't know gods could bleed like that. She looks ever so slightly more pale. This is the 11th hour. I, I, I apologize. Vecna tests his power against me directly. It's something of a challenge to fight him off. We should be, we should be fine. We should be fine for a little while. Anyway, we have a more immediate threat where we need to get someone, at least a small group, past there in our true silver's quarters from the wall to get some sort of word to the other side. If we can get them to open a portal from there, we can get some troops over there and head off head off that incursion. She pauses to catch her breath for a second. Now, if you need something from another realm, you're still going to need to traverse Baron Archer Silver's quarters. To get to Morden's Forge, you can open realms to other worlds from there with some sort of security. Beyond that, we can't open a portal to anywhere else without some very legitimate fear that something you can't handle is going to come through after you. Understood. Um, I, I, and I'm sorry, I, I, you're going to have to forgive the question. Like we will, we will absolutely handle this if this is, you know, sort of the, I mean, this is, I would assume sort of the, the, the continuation of this whole ascension situation we got going on with Jarrell. Um, but uh, what, like, this is our last defense. Like, you know, what we've heard rumors of, like, gods dying. Like, like, who, like, who, is there anyone left? Like, how, how, who is, who's helping? The situation is dire indeed. The arrival of Lord Jarrell couldn't have come at a better time. We need to buy ourselves just a moment 
fend off this attack. We can give ourselves a few hours. We can we can see that your ascension is complete. And let me tell you, having having Lord Jarrell at the power we need him at is going to be a huge boon to what we are doing here. Which is ultimately stopping Vecna. It's ultimately saving ourselves first. Let's not put the cart before the horse here. There. But yes, save ourselves first. Stop Vecna second. We'll stop Vecna more later. There are probably some intermediate steps. We're going to need to reach out. And there are not many people left to reach out to. Okay. So we. So what you're saying is we need to send word to the other side when we get through that part of the fortress, essentially, and open a gate to allow you to send troops to that side of the fortress. Is that what I'm understanding correctly? Yes. We okay. need to be able to move our forces since since the quarters of Lady Baronar are impassable. She is truly inconsolable right now. Avoid her at literally any cost possible. I cannot stress this enough. I mean, if we were able to use the Forge of Moradin to bring Zero, your Avatar of War, here, would we then would it, would it behoove us then to go see her? However, I can't answer that either way. But it couldn't go any worse than not having Moradin with you. That's fair. Okay. Well, I think that's our plan. Uh, well, I, I, I guess, you know, Jarrell, you got your shit together. Are we ready to go, bud? Uh, Jarrell nods and readies his sword and puts the helmet back on. Um, I ask, I also just, just because like, you know, we've been fighting a lot on our way here. Um, you know, Balin, is there any way before we embark on this that we can find some way to sort of fast track uh, us regaining our strength by any chance for the I, yes but of course she gestures to uh, a couple of uh, stereotypical seraphim off to the side these large winged angels come over with what appear to be some very simple cloth bandages Okay. Yeah. And they just come up and examine anybody. If there's any any wounds to heal, they simply wrap a cloth bandage around it and they are healed. What about the regaining of spell slots? We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> that is After the a moment, detail. they put their bandages back in their bag, reach out a sensor of uh, what appears to be some sort of holy water, and something to flick it around. Uh, they reach in, dip the little stick thing in there, and whack it. And as you are hit with this holy water, you are restored of your spell slots. And everything's fine for me, right? Like, no ill effects or anything like that. Like, <laughs> I, no I, ill effects. Um, Perfect. What about, Just uh, making sure. What about sorcery points? Other long yes. rest things. All... 
you have the effects of a long rest without having to wait long rest amounts of time. Good. Thank what about you, Dave. A, what about a few more Omnibobs? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. We used what we used. Resources were consumed. We only have four Lady left. Valen look, Lady Valen looks around, looks towards her hips, kind of pats them on each side. I seem to not have any on me. We seem to... Oh, yes. We seem to be short one god of creation. Perhaps you could go fetch him. She starts tapping her foot. Okay, yeah. We're, we're, we are on our way, Lady Valen. Jarrell. Come on, buddy. Let's on with the justice and the marching. Like, let's go. Uh, Jarrell is out the door before you are. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more pep in his step, for sure. Yes, a little bit of a sense of purpose. Yep. Okay. Now, as a just a player speaking, now, like our objective is essentially to just make sure I understand this clearly, like. We have to try to traverse through like this sort of undefended section of the fortress and open a shortcut essentially for celestial forces to march through and defend. Correct. Okay. And figure out some fucking way to do that when we get there. Okay. Just checking. Just making sure I got my facts straight. Yes. You have mission parameters. <laughs> okay. Um, would I would it be safe to assume, Lady Valen, as I like we're marching out to like the the door we saw earlier with the two interlocking rings? Uh, would that be where we would go to reach this side of the fortress? The two interlocking silver rings are Baron our true silver's symbol. Those would be her quarters. Yes, her actual quarters, or like her like that's this just but that leads to the whole section of the fortress, not just like her personal quarters, correct? But that is the segment that is her personal quarters. It's not simply just a boudoir. It's a god. It is a significant span. Okay. Okay. So we have to go through there to to get to this side of the fortress. Is is that correct? That is correct. Oh, good. Okay. Just 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 checking. They just got it clear. Thank you. Well, we're on our way. He said to like avoid, you know, mm -hmm. to avoid yes. her at all costs. Avoid her at time. all costs. <laughs> oh god, we have to be sneaky. I got these motherfuckers clanging around in their armor, and we got this loud ass dwarf yes. in Jarrell who can't be quiet to save his life. Also, like, who do you not have? Boris. No. Sneakiest well, of yeah, them all. Right, but also uh, the one Boris. player that would trivialize the encounters. <laughs> you're hey, an asshole some of us can be invisible <laughs> you're an asshole you deliberately do this when someone's when the person who can't just auto succeed every check could be here to auto succeed every check for us mm -hmm. you're a dick you're a real dick but it's much to know that <laughs> I want you to win I'm not just going to allow you to win We get a, a poundage count on Chorizo. I swear to God, if if Boris is already waiting for us when we get there, I'm gonna be so mad. Be real mad. 
because we would do that shit. We would. Um, let's see. What chorizo? He's gone. He took the re- she, she took the rest of the sausage with her. Light a hand of that shit. It's gone. <laughs> Well, is such sweet it's sorrow. gone. Whether or not it was eaten and given away, given away, taken. I, we are trivializing. The past is the past. I'm, I, we are also trivializing how much just like a pound of sausage is for like a person to eat. And we've talked about now essentially the entirety of a 45 pound sausage that has I mean, disappeared. I... Now, the sausage was also storing two of the shards of Vecna. FYI. Also true. <laughs> and I think, I think Bor- didn't Boris have another one? Yes, I have another <laughs> one as well. I'm there hoping nobody ate, nobody ate the that portion. That one of you has hopefully <laughs> fucking written down in your character sheet. <laughs> um, Pregnart, hmm. Pregnart ate around them and has, has two in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Boris has one in one of her pockets. Okay. And yeah. no, I, I want to make sure that we are also page. clear that never again are we to put these pieces together ever, ever again, ever, 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 ever again, ever. Like not ever, not even once, like not ever, never. Clear? How do you spell Clear? Vecna? V E C N A. So yes, you know where you are headed. It is, you know, a little bit of a walk from where you are, but not terribly far. You are unburdened of sausage. Right. Um, when we get to the door, I'm gonna tell Jarrell and look at him and be like, listen, bud. Okay. Like, I know all of us haven't really had the most success with sneaking around or being quiet in the past. Okay. We happen to be missing, you know, one critical component of this amazing team we got here. So all I'm saying is that, and I look at Hobbit too, as he catches up, like, I believe in us. And I'm looking at the three, just the two of you back and forth. Like, I believe in this team. I believe we can be silent. Do you believe you can be silent? Are you willing to do whatever it takes to do that? Um, Jarrell tries to nod, but then is like kind of looking at his armor, like he's still wearing it and plans on wearing it. <laughs> Are you willing to do? I'm so glad you actually picked picked up on exactly what I was suggesting. Um, oh Lord, Are you, Are you willing? Asking? Oh God, to do what needs to be done. To make sure that we are not detected? Certainly. Jarrell Jarrell nods. And then let's start moving. You're gonna have to help him take (laughs) off his armor. (laughs) I was gonna say I was gonna say Hobbit goes certainly just shrips down and he's like, I'm ready. Oh no, (laughs) Hobbit what I would So I don't know if I can like behind the scenes here real quick, but because Felix always is like, 
haterating on my lack of quietness. Not which hating. is true. I'm being um, realistic. <laughs> I was just going to cast silence as soon as we started walking. Yeah, uh, that, that stays on one spot. Also, yeah. that makes us all deaf so that we can't hear what's going on. If you have passed without yeah. a trace or something like that, that would work. But like no sound. Oh, I don't. Anywhere in the area. Are all yeah. within our deaf, and you're right. Well, so people are, people are taking off their armor, though? If that's what so he wants is, me to this do. Is what, um, this is my plan. But before we do that, I mean, we have two bards in the party, uh-huh. okay? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we can inspire our fillers here to make sure that they can pass some of these uh, stealthy maneuvers. Okay, okay, so I'm just going to... Oblet's already gonna, named. I'm just going to stop you right there, Hedrick, okay? We're just going to take a moment. Just going to take a moment to think about this, okay? Because like, we are literally all standing by this door, right? Like, we have not entered yet. We're still yep. just like, we're a group. We're, we're huddling, right? Uh, you're going to sing music to inspire our party members to be silent. I can inspire you with a whisper. That's that's hot. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all, damn, all of a sudden, Hobbit's literally just like taking clothes off after that. Yeah, Hobbit well, is while, hanging while they're, while they're okay. talking, <laughs> I have stripped down behind them. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. Now, before we get too deep into this Thank concept, you. let's remember, Hobbit, you follow Clangit and Silverbeard, but you are fully aware of who Baron Arshu Silver is. She is the woman who Clangadin would refer to as his mother. She is the revered mother of the Dwarven Pantheon. You are about to walk, walk into, into her, her house, house, rock out, cock out. No, I have my codpiece on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes it and, so much better. And this doesn't make any noise. <laughs> right. And. She is Clangadin's mother, so uh, she knows. Hoblet, I want to like, clarify this. I want to clarify this for you, for you for a second. Us taking our armor off <clears throat> doesn't make our dexterity go up. It's like oh, I'm aware. It's, it's like it's just, it's just it's just you're, you're you're walking into godly grandmother's house in nothing but a codpiece. It's like pretty much it's, what Dave it's, is it's suggesting. It's entirely the way he just answered that too. He's just like, I'm aware. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. She knows. <laughs> well, no, Hoblet, I'm sorry. I appreciate your, your efforts here, but you cannot go uh, bearing your dwarven fruit to this here mother of your <laughs> deity, sir. Listen, Hedrick. Listen, Hedrick. It's I, nothing she I hasn't seen before. Is that Hoblet was willing to do what it takes to be silent. And I look over at Jarell. Jarrell, as a character, would totally be willing to go along with uh, Fran's plan. Uh, John, as a player, knows that this is going to have no impact on my roles and that we will still make a shit ton of noise no matter what. So. <laughs> he will be making them a disadvantage. So, yes. Yeah. It does have an okay. impact. Okay. You will not be making them a disadvantage. Okay. Because when you are wearing heavy armor that makes a lot of noise, you make stealth rolls at disadvantage. So yes, taking off all that heavy, cumbersome, clanky metal armor definitely helps you be more silent. But I still have a minus one to stealth. In addition, 
Yeah, we, it doesn't change your dexterity. It just changes the fact that you don't have to roll two dice and take the lower one. Right. In addition, I'm going to walk up to both Hoblet and Jarrell and tickle their shoulders and say, with Kat's grace, you will be silent. Perfect. So you guys now have advantage on dexterity checks. Yes. If Thank you, Mike. Thank you, you will Mike. only have advantage on those dexterity checks if you are not wearing heavy armor. Okay. Right. Otherwise, you are just at regular vantage. <laughs> right. Okay. So now, right. what's what's my AC now? Same. Well, ten. Oh, you're taking the armor. That's your dexterity bonus. Right. So it's that's your AC. Nine. Fantastic. And if you use a shield, there it is. if you use a shield, it's plus two to that. Okay. Just don't drop it. <laughs> so you know. So if you're wearing, I mean, if you're using a shield, right. your AC right, would be a lot right, you, You're getting why this sucks so bad, but the we're best doing part, it. The best part about all of this is it's going to be like someone like me or Hedrick that ends up screwing this all up. Shut up. Don't even put it out there. Like, why would you, why would you even say that before? No, no, you, we are not have, putting you, that kind of energy onto this plan. This is, this is foolproof. Yeah, the frog, the frog won't bring any attention to us while we're stealthing away. <laughs> I, I know that Pregnart. The frog is here. the least likely to draw attention out of all of you. Um, and actually, said real quick, Pregnart. Pregnart, yes. are, are, you, are you comfortable being sneaky? Yeah, I can sneak. Yes. I like to ready? be sneaky. I like to be sneaky, yes. I like okay. to be sneaky. I'm sneaky. <laughs> I like to, I like, this is my sneaky voice. I like a sneak. Perfect. See, we're ready. As I look at my dexterity real quick and just check that, I am also <laughs> <laughs> not great. I mean, it's not bad. It's just not like amazing. I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, uh, Jarrell, have you taken your armor off? Uh, I imagine Pregnart helped me. Yeah. Oh, you 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 can't you can't do it by yourself. We've determined that uh, Jarrell yeah. very much struggles with taking off all of his armor on his own. I mean, he's oh, already no. not very dexterous yeah. as it is, right? Like taking even, armor off is very difficult. Yeah. And it's um, even it, established, like in real life, like taking off plate mail armor on your own, you mess up the straps, and like then it takes twice as long to put the shit on. Look, I can't be super helpful because I'm really short, but I'll like, at least unbuckle like your shin guards. Right. This is going to take at least uh, 10 minutes. Yep. <laughs> Hedrick will use his inspiring leader. It does take 10 minutes to doff uh, heavy armor, right? So it does. Yes. And. In the meantime, um, just, you know, cued in the background, you know, played in the silence of your own heads, dear audience, is uh, You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate. <laughs> so in this 10, hit, uh, ten minutes, the um, inspiring leader grants everybody 18 temporary hit points, which gets stacked on top in case we run into anything hairy. And those things last 
Um, I don't know if it's like a day or until I cast a spell again. It's, a, in which it's, it's, they it's either until stack. we, I'm pretty sure it's either until we lose them, they are replaced by another set of temporary hit points, or we long rest. Right. Okay. So he's going to sing a little song about his little green friend for to inspire the rest of you. Now let me tell you about a friend of mine. He's covered in thin layer of slime, but his disposition will bring a smile to your face. He's a fan of all cured meats, and when he's not cooking treats, Hill's known for casting spells all over the place. Bum, 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 bum. See, he's a hopping, popping sorcerer, an anti-gravity proportioner with arcane skills of unnatural force. Bum, 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 bum. So if you encounter my green amigo animating your favorite gazebo, well, you'll know that's old Pregnard, of course. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Wow. Like, yeah, I always heard like, I'm always feeling like he can never outdo himself, and then he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that's my your, new favorite. How does your party earn temporary hit points? Because we get a we get a song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. Wow. How many temporary? The party has temporary hit points. People are feeling it. Hoblet is disturbingly nearly naked, and Aurel yeah. is you know at least decently dressed. And now they nah. have the grace the grace of a cat. Actually, yeah. Yeah, they have the grace of a cat. Yep. Wish I would have asked Quinn to cast it on me too. Yep. That's okay. And you I'm, still I'm, can. I, I, have, I have too much no, I have too much pride to ask now that I Yeah. I mean, a cat with a two drink minimum. I'm just but. kidding. I'm just kidding. I feel like that would put us at a severe disadvantage. Uh Quinn. Uh hey buddy. Yes. Uh you got any more of that? Uh that uh, that grace, that 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 that, that cat's grace. I suppose he just tickles your shoulder. By cat's grace, you will be silent. All right, thanks, 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 buddy. Real, you're a real pal. Thank you. I don't often ask Quinn for help, as you can, you know. It's just so it's just like a. Did you feel the the damage to the ego? No. Did you no, did you take no. three three hit points for that? No. Uh-huh. No. Not even a scratch. Barely a flesh wound. Anyways, uh, moving on from the, the, the no, Friedlix is definitely not uncomfortable and is going to look at the team now. And hopefully Jarrell has been undressed and is, has his appropriate clothes on. <laughs> yeah. What's appropriate for sneaking through a god's house? <laughs> I don't know your clothes. The normal clothes you wear when you're not wearing your armor. I don't know. He, just he, just, he, he just has like his like vestment, like robe stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, I say we enter. Okay. The door opens with one the of the door. Be super creaky. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. No! Oh, dude. The hollowest, creakiest door you've ever heard. Um, it, it's the stereotypical haunted house creak. Does anybody have any um, oil? Zero would be good for that. <laughs> hey, it's, I mean, we've already opened it. Okay. Um, right. The door opens and echoes in a hollow, 
darkened hallway. So after it opens, I just like I kind of like put my arms up to like hold everybody from like moving and just like sit there for a beat. Make sure there's no okay, no sounds, no reactions from within. Everything is super chill still. Okay, cool. Cool. We can we can slowly make our way forward. Oh, I have a flask of oil. We can put some stuff uh, on some hinges if we need to in the future for any future hinges we encounter for future doors. Hey, how do you know a door is creaky until it starts creaking? You just you just oil it. You just oil it preemptively if you can see the hinges. <laughs> if you can see hinges, just oil them. Just oil them. Let's just oil every hinge we see that we plan to move. <laughs> okay. I'll just make a note here. No! <laughs> Why did I introduce this mechanic? <laughs> I don't know. Why did you? Because uh, I thought it would be fun. It's going to be fun. Gonna be <laughs> of course it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Horses are way too low a challenge rating creature for me to beat them after they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I can reanimate oh. it for you. Well, they say Hoblet also loves doors. True. The hallway ahead of you is about 15 feet wide. It's dark. There's no light in here, and it extends at least 60 feet off into the distance. There are paintings on the wall every maybe 10, 15 feet or so. They're all covered in black drapes. There are some pieces of furniture along the, the walls, like those... And some of the tables are broken. But otherwise, nothing in this hallway. I say we quietly travel down the hallway. Slowly. For those 60 feet. Yeah. And just like take a look at some of the doors or any passageways or anything like that as we pass by them. But just keep heading down the hallway. And Felix sort of like don't, makes hand motions don't open. to communicate all this very clearly to all of us. He's mm -hmm. looking, motioning, making this one. This means that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Felix, you are in fact doing that. Just make me, uh, you know, intelligence roll modified by whatever you modify your intelligence by. Can I make it a performance check instead? Sure, we'll make it a performance check. I'll take it. Just try to lean on whatever charisma-based yeah, yeah, skills I could use. It's <laughs> to have that be a performance check, sure. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's an eight. <laughs> it's extravagant and completely unintelligible. I mean, he does really cool things. It's like the people making really cool hand puppets and stuff. It makes and, sense to me. Yeah. I mean, it feels it feels like, uh, you know, the third base coach really communicating some uh, really clutch batting strategy, but uh, it just looks really. We've done this before. You don't know what you're doing. You're just doing things with your hands. You don't know what those words mean. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick doesn't see shit. He's just trying to hold on to somebody with dark vision. I'm sorry. Is it dark in here? Like, like completely yes, dark? It is. It is actual dark in here. Oh, good Son thing I have dark fish. vision. 
What, what I didn't you want to do it again. Dark vision. <laughs> I do, but that's but Hedrick yes. doesn't. I am the only one. Pregnar, you have. Dark I, don't, vision? I don't think Pregnar does. I either. don't have dark vision. Well, hold on to me, little buddy. Why? I'm a conga line with these 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 guys. Oh no. Uh. Who are you? Well, hold on. hold on. If Pregnart is hanging on to Hedrick, then who is Hedrick hanging on to? Right. Who, what is this conga line of adventurers we have uh, going on I'll right now? I'll roll a d4. Three, I'm hanging on to Quinn. Oh, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, I'm reaching uh, for you. I'm, I'm reaching trying to grab you. Quinn's Christ. hand, and Quinn keeps, like, pulling his hand away. Um, if Jarrell <laughs> notices this, he will pick up the Pregnart. Because Pregnard's kind of Pregnard still lets Hedrick wander. Pregnard's holding on to Hedrick. <laughs> I imagine that like Pregnard could still hold Hedrick's hand while Jarrell's holding Pregnard. <laughs> let's be let's be fair though. So in the essence of all this, right? Quinn has this flowing jacket on, this coat, right? The comforter. So I we feel like the- yeah, the comforter. <laughs> I feel like Hedrick, even though he's trying to get to Quinn, he just ends up with like a billow of the coat. So right. Quinn doesn't even notice that Hedrick has actually attached to him. And this is my as, personal bubble cape. <laughs> as yeah, it turns out, you guys are the heroes of Tal'Durian. You're the reigning world champions at leaving Hedrick alone in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and if anything, I'm just holding your train. Right, exactly. So it doesn't get dirty. You oh can hold my God. train anytime. <laughs> I okay. I hate to ask this question because we haven't asked this question in a very long time, and this is probably a bad time to ask this question. But when was the last time anybody saw Dilbertrum? He, he Why are you gonna behind. bring that I, shit up in a time I think like we, this? I think we clarified that he was left behind a while He's ago. Not here, right? He yeah, was no. successfully no. pretended he wasn't here to the point where you actually can't find him. We've lost him. Okay. Because when we, Just... when we went through the portal, the original portal, it was only us and uh, my um, squire because he was the only one near us. And I no, do perfect. think I... Making sure that the only stories that escape all of this are the ones that we're bringing back with us. That's all. Right, right. Yeah, I'm just always. I've always assumed that Dilbertrum went to to publish, publish my stories. <laughs> uh-huh. I just assumed he'd be back at some point. Uh, of, of course. course, of course. Okay, okay. Just checking. Just checking. Stooge is gone. We're okay. Um. So yeah, we're just quietly, and slowly, sneaking our way through this hallway. Yep. While I'm making gest- while I'm making weird gestures to everybody. The party does sneak along. And at the end of this hallway, which by the way is 120 feet from where you entered, there is a door. It is closed. We see the hinges. You do see the hinges. They appear to be hinges. Cool. Uh so I'm gonna pull out one of my two flasks of oil. Okay. Does this flask of oil have some way of actually squeezing the uh, oil into there, or is it just like a flask of oil with like a, you know, twist top or or something? So Quinn just kind of silently puts his finger up to uh, to Felix, and he takes out his bottle of perfume, 
and he unscrews the top, the spray piece, the poof poof, right? And he he put he gives that to Felix. Felix is right? called an atomizer. At the, at the at the ingenuity that Quinn has just brought to the yeah. table here. That is um, fucking brilliant. And I just want to mm-hmm. make a quick check and ooh. Yeah, the threading matches up perfectly. Oh, you love to see it. So yeah, uncork it, thread it on there, and yeah, just start spritzing oil all over the hinges of this door. <laughs> Meanwhile, right. Quinn is Quinn is also tipping his his perfume bottle onto his fingers and just kind of dabbing a little bit. You know, he's for freshening up while he's at it. Don't do that. Don't do that. I have taken it as having happened that Quinn smells fantastic. Fantastic. You are such an asshole. This is Fran this is Fran talking. You are so <laughs> The whole group smells Dude, fantastic. Y'all reacted to it. I don't I don't know if Dave was gonna do anything until y'all reacted. You are such an asshole. You are so oh, Quinn. I, I knew I you, knew right away what Quinn. I'm gonna do with Listen, I, are, I have to play you, you, are, you are so Quinn. It, it, was, it, it was the Quinn thing to do. Can you at least give him inspiration? Totally no, no, no. Over. I, I really do. I, I, I really do love that. So, Quinn, uh, take this on the record that you have adult onset inspiration. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's going to need it. <laughs> You will need it. Like, I know at what point in the episode I'm giving this, so I want to make sure it is an adult onset. It will carry on, you know, I carry am, your token. I am mean mugging Quinn right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quinn has you no idea why. He's actually annoyed that you're doing it, Tim, because he literally just gave you the, like, the most ingenious thing right. in the world. While I am spraying the hinges of this door, I am giving you the mean mug because now all I smell is whatever shit Lavender. you just put on your body. Great. Cool. Glad you smell good. Yeah, well? When we're trying to be speaking. Oh, you could just... I don't, I d- I don't understand. Well, no, because Felix is not actually saying any of the things that are running yeah. through his head and right now. He's just, looking just shaking at his head at you. Very angrily. Once I feel the hinges have been adequately lubricated, I will gesture for someone more graceful than I to open said door. Okay. If the hinges are visible, it would be you, very <laughs> you are graceful. Me? I made you oh, graceful. I am extra graceful. Yeah, well, I'll try I to open the door now. Uh-huh. Now you're all fighting over the grace. I am extra graceful. Yeah, I'm going to open the door after I feel like it's been adequately lubricated. Okay. The door is lubed up. Mm-hmm. And ready to go. Oh, it is. And if we can see the hinges, I'm going to assume that means I have to pull. Is there a pull ring on that door? Um, there is a standard doorknob like you would find in a house. I'm going to give it a quick spritz as well. Right, on, right, like where like the knob meets like the other piece of metal that you know what I mean is like in the you know what I mean just to make sure that there's no like I want, I want complete silence when I try to open this door. <laughs> I do not want to be the one responsible for fucking this up before Quinn inevitably does. Like I do not oh, want to wow. be that guy. 
You put perfume on when we're trying to be sneaky. Do not oh wow me. <laughs> the perfume bottle was already opened. Oh, oh boy. I will raise some of the oil on the doorknob and still mean mugging Quinn. Still communicating solely through facial expression to Quinn. <laughs> and then I will turn the doorknob and gently pull on the door. Your disdain is baleful as the noonday sun. You open the door and pull it towards you silently. The room beyond is well lit by hard and angular, but with a soft white light, oil lanterns on the wall. The room itself is maybe about 50 by 50. There are a few round tables in the middle. They have some chairs around them, but uh, the tables themselves are empty. Uh, the chairs themselves also sit empty. Uh, Jarrell would... Sorry. sorry. There's uh, a door at the far end of the room and at either on the left and right walls at the exact center. It's a perfect square room, by the way. Cool. Uh, Jarrell would like to extinguish one of the fires. Okay. Uh, the lanterns are on either wall, about halfway between the door and the wall, so there are eight in total in the room. Uh, which one would you like to do? Start Yawa. The closest on the uh, right. Closest on the right. So the one on the wall that you, uh, uh, from the door that you entered on the right, and you do extinguish it. The room is one eighth less dim than it was, or uh, less bright than it was before. More dim um, can so can Jarrell kind of like turn the lantern to get the oil out of it? Yes. Yes, you could. And you can drain the oil from said lantern. I'm going to put that into a water skin and give it to Felix for more oil <laughs> for later. You have a small amount of somewhat flammable oil. Cool. And Gerald kind of shrugs like, is it helping? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so we have gone from one room to one room, right? Oh. I, I was say, I point at the still rather full flask of oil that I've just been spritzing oil out of, right? right? And not actually like dumping oil out of. And then point, like, like point at my bag of holding, like open it up and just like you know slightly take out another flask of oil and then put it back in. Jarrell puts his water like, skin of oil in your pocket of holding and then just continues <laughs> on. <laughs> Cool. Just okay. trying to be helpful. <laughs> I noted it that you were definitely trying it's, to be helpful. It's also flammable, but he doesn't say that. He just figures you would know that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So we're going from room to room. Yes. Um, yes. Just as a um, casual inquiry, does anybody have a passive perception better than 15? That's the one person who's not here, so... <laughs> Again, the one yes, person who is Boris not here. Does. Boris does, oh. for sure. Well, wait, 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 Hobbit, what's yours? 14. God oh, damn wow. it. You're, like the most, you're the other person who has the highest wisdom here. Mm -hmm. Damn, I'm about that. What is passive calculated by? 
Because I might have done it wrong. It's eight plus proficiency plus wisdom bonus. Well, yeah. proficiency only if you're proficient in perception. If not, then it's just literally eight plus your wisdom bonus. No, I'm good. Not over 15. I believe that's how it's calculated. It sounds right. It's it's somewhere in the book, and I calculate it once. In the Actually, book. no, no, sorry, 10. 10 plus the modifier, because my wisdom is 10 with a modifier of zero, and my passive perception is 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, my wisdom is uh, zero, <laughs> and my proficiency is five. So eight, right? Nope, it would That's be... Five. It would be N is the base, it looks like. So because you're proficient, it would be 15. I'm not proficient in You're perception. not proficient. No. So, so just 10. It would just be 10. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got a mark down here as 13. So that is 13. definitely around. I mean, unless, oh, man. Man. Unless I you have was... like a feet or something that affects uh, that. I don't know. I don't know. I might have 15. I just realized because I'm I'm like proficient pretty much in everything. Okay, hold on. Let me let I don't me look think it I up. Updated mine. I haven't I haven't yeah. looked at, I haven't looked it up in a while. So, it, passive skills or passive perception is um, ten plus creatures wisdom modifier as well as any other bonuses or penalties. Um, if a creature has advantage, add five for disadvantage, subtract five. So. Uh, if you're proficient, you would have a pe- yeah. So if you're proficient, if you're proficient in perception, you get the bonus. Okay. Okay. So um, I do have fifteen then. Yeah. Mine's not updated. Yep. So James? I do, Dave. <laughs> Qu- Quinn has fifteen perception. Yeah, Quinn. I did think that was odd that I didn't okay. have a higher perception. It it seems. You, you hear the howl of wind. Like a steady, low... Woo. From, like, the room ahead? You can't tell from where. Hmm. Yeah. I just kind of... I put my finger up to the group, and I just tap my ear. Okay, like, now we're all, like, actively, like, listening. Well, if you want to actively perceive, then uh, the first person who would like to can make a perception check. Fuck that, not me. James was uh, making a remark, room to room. Mm-hmm. No, we can finish it. We can sort this out. I Basically, I feel like I'm going to put my armor back on, if, there, if that's kosher. No. We're not, we're not sneaking up on anyone. If we walk well, into but- a room and there's somebody in there and I want to fight, I'm naked. Who's, who's like, been not- carrying... Your armor. Who are we fighting? Me. We're in okay, your we, God's we, we, white so mother. We, we, we can't have this debate. So what I'm going to look at is I'm going to see Hoblet what like eyeing his armor in his bag or whatever it's you know wherever it's being stored. Yeah, there's nobody and, in this room. I'm going to just like give him like that. No, like the, the emotion, like fucking cut it out. Like no, like you can't abandon the plan. One fucking room in. We're two rooms <laughs> in. We're gonna open the door. I'm gonna be stuck here with my dick in my I, hand. I, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. When it's fine. Like this. If, uh, if you like this, fucking. So the Hoblet clock like has started. This. Yeah, uh, it's no starting shit. though. No it's shit, starting. it has. Oh god. Oh, the Hoblet clock has started. I mean, um, I'm running around naked here. We're here to fucking. God. You said you have a cod piece on. That means you yeah. are not naked. 
I'm naked to my enemies. Okay, that's fair. All my all my important when, bits are out. When the wind is slightly louder, anyone with a passive perception of fourteen or better can hear it now. No, I was making an I was gonna, about to make an active perception check before Hobbit started fucking eyeing up his armor like he wanted to put it back on already. I'm going to perceive, because Quinn pointed to his ears, and I'm listening to my team. Okay, well then, perceive. I drew that out of my dice tray. 17. 17, yes. It's maybe not so much the wind, a low moan? Or a yeah, it's her. It's her. So it's her. It's, does it sound like it's getting closer? It's getting louder. Yeah, I'm going to motion for everybody to back the fuck up, and we are going to close this door all but a crack so we can still look into it, but not, like, you know, necessarily, you know, be, like, standing there. So are we, like, yeah. literally just, like, our We're lined up three stooges, like, yeah. Three, yes, <laughs> three stooges, though. And and just just for reference again, how far was the closest uh, door behind us outside of the one you know, like you know, I mean, like the one that we're like looking at so right you, now? You you, um, that was about a hundred and twenty foot hallway that uh, you went oh, from all the way across. <laughs> oh, good. The door okay. you just came in uh, is a perfectly square room, fifty by fifty. Okay, okay, okay. But we are we are we are, which, we are in which, the room. Which direction is the moaning coming from? Um, you would have to perceive actively for a moment because right now all you know is that it is getting louder. Uh, Jarrell rolled a 15. A 15 can't quite tell that yet. I just say we back up. I say we back up and try. I don't, I don't want to back up and have her behind us. She could be in front of us or behind us. Okay. We don't. Is there anything... Can, is there anything in this room that we can hide in, under, behind? Um, just as a, you know, a quick thing, just to kind of put it out there, that 120-foot hallway that you came in through from outside of Baron Archer Silver's quarters had no doors in it. At all. Yeah. How do you propose she's going to sneak up behind you in that hallway? Okay, yeah. good. See, there we go. Yeah. So she's good. Yeah. Clarifying that. That being said, is... There anywhere we can hide? Um, there are the five tables in the center of the room. It's possible you could hide under those. I don't really know. You could go back into the darkened hallway you came in through. Uh, that's a possibility. I can't guarantee that either of those would be safe for you. And you don't not. know what door that uh, that this noise is coming from. Only that it is coming closer to where you are. I don't like that, and I don't know how to signal to everybody that we need to fucking get out and, like, make sure that, like, there's... We we, were, we have to steer clear of this person, right? So, or this goddess. So... I'm gonna just, like, again, start motioning, like, you know, like, putting my hands over my eyes, like, you know, like, this is the motion for, like, we gotta stealth. We gotta, like, and then, like, pointing, like, back toward the, the door we came in from like we you know like oh my god please like, get the message that we need to hide uh Jarrell will i guess try to move towards the door that felix is motioning towards hoping that she won't come all the way towards the actual uh like where valen was and all that stuff hopefully she's trying to stay in her area and knows that this is kind of the end of it so 
I, I'm, I'm going to start moving towards the darkened hallway. Okay, yeah. so uh, Felix is heading back towards the darkened hallway. Uh, Jarrell, uh, you indicated you were headed that way as well? Yep. Okay, uh, the rest of you, anybody doing anything differently? Yeah, is everybody, I feel like everybody should be doing that. I'm holding on to Pregnart, who has been picked up by Jarrell. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the train. Okay, safe to assume everyone is headed back for the darkened hallway. I don't know, Hamlet making a fucking face at this suggestion. So how what what are you? I'm going. Okay, sounds good. Everyone goes back to the hallway, and I would say if you wanted to peer out from the darkened hallway into the room, you could do so stacking your heads a la the three stooges. There is enough height difference where... All six of you stooges can stack appropriately. It's uh, It makes for a dashing scene that could probably be animated very well by an aspiring fan. It would be super cool. Don't actually do this. If uh, you really like us. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. The noise gets closer. And the door to your right. Let's say you came in from the south just for purposes of illustrating this on my map, the door to the east opens and a disheveled looking dwarf enters the room. Like dwarf sized or like dwarf god size? Because I remember like Klangan was like massive. This one is just normal dwarf sized. Okay. It looks like out of the ring, like, you know, black hair just in front of their face. And they snap their head to the left, into the right. You can hear them sniff. What is this a smell? Kind uh, of. Well, oh, no, it's not me. And she goes <laughs> over to where the uh, the torch on no. the wall has been turned over. No. Oil. Oh, and trying to cover something. Perfume. Marinette, are you bringing a woman in here and trying to cover it up with... Woman? Oil. I see through you, you snake. And she lashes out her right hand and crackling power obliterates the tables in the center of the room. I'm so glad I decided not to hide under those tables. <laughs> so glad I decided not to screw your plan and go hide under those tables anyways. Does Hoplet had, have any sort of thought leaking through his mind that maybe just just maybe <laughs> just maybe that there was uh, this that this was you know that sometimes Felix has good plans like good ideas and good instincts no. coincidence no coincidence okay all right all right it's curious okay 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 right. oh um when I see her turning okay. over the room and also heard her sniffing. I'm going to start backing away now from this whole like head bob situation we got going on, and I'm going to move. We'll say 50 feet back down the hall, darkened hallway. I can see clearly from here still. So, okay, I'm observe from a distance. A closed door. You're going to leave that door open. Listen, these chuckle fucks 
can follow me and try to close the old door themselves, but I am now moving away from the source of the exploding table. And what's going to give us away? Yeah. Which is Quinn covered in fucking perfume. Yep. Okay. So what do the rest of you do? Let's uh, just kind of go maybe up through the stack. Let's see. Who would be the next shortest? Hoblet. Do you stay with the door or do you leave the door and go back down the hallway? Do I have any indication that she is coming this way soon? Um, if you are looking, you cannot quite see that. She is currently seething at the pile of uh, destroyed wood that were the five tables in the middle of the room. She starts walking towards the pile. Yeah, I'll go back about 20, 25 feet. I'll just go slowly, like dramatically okay. slow to piss off Felix yes. a little bit, I feel. No, I, I really like that exaggeratedly slow creep, and I absolutely want that for you. To be um, fair, he's still doing what I, you know, what I want him to do. So, like, I'll I'm see not mad about how he's doing it. He's still doing, he's still following the plan. And I don't want My to sully head. this with a stealth check just yet. So we're going to take it as red that you don't go knocking anything over and you get your nice creep going. And I, yeah, I'm just going to bat my way through your on this one. Um, see, the next tallest would be Pregnart. Pregnart, what do you do in this situation? I'm going to use message uh, to whisper uh, a message to Quinn that no one can overhear and ask him if I can quickly and stealthily use shape water to just wash some of the fucking perfume off of him. Can, can, okay, like, I have an idea here. Uh, hold on. Clean, can, first clean. of all, can can you... Hold on. You have to do it in the real pregnant voice because it's mental. Yes. No, it's and in my, I'm in my uh, pregnant sneaky voice too. So I'll say, clean. Didn't he? Didn't he talk like a like an actual like a educated, sophisticated man in his own mind? Wasn't that a thing with? Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is whisper. This <laughs> is whisper. Forgot about this. Is not. This yeah. is not. This is not. Uh, my the internal, internal monologue. monologue. This is a whisper <laughs> message. <Okay. laughs> yeah, uh, I can point to Quinn. Good whisper callback, a message though. to him. Yes, excellent callback. And he can uh, reply with a whisper. No one. Nobody can overhear. Oh, so I can reply? Yeah, you can reply, and nobody can overhear. What does it sound like? Yeah. Queen. Queen. Can I use shape water and take some of this stupid, stupid, stupid perfume off you? Queen, get to the reactor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to whisper back. The spell's called whisper, so it's important that you whisper back. I think that really kind of sells it. The spell's called message or message, whatever. But it says you whisper, so I don't care. I think how Quinn would respond to this. Um. Stupid. Stupid, stupid perfume. 
if you if you think it's best, then yes. Yes, do it now. Do right. it now. Uh Dave, do you have any <laughs> do you have any uh stipulations for how I uh cast this uh shape water cantrip well, to wash does the, it uh, have a does it have a verbal or somatic components no i don't know oh, that's why i didn't do it it would ball. have to have it have to have at least one of them oh what's a what does somatic mean i don't know somatic is gestures vsm mm-hmm. yeah okay it's just as verbal yes uh, sam Oh, so it, no, yeah, yeah. So it's there's a component. It's S. Just, somatic. just S. Somatic. Yes. Just. Okay. Somatic. So, so then right. you can do it. Then you would be able to do it silently, right? Because you ha- you don't have to speak any word to make it happen. You would just gesture your hands or do something like that, and it would happen. Yeah. I am gonna say this is one of those places where you risk it for the biscuit, so you can do that. But I would like you to make a stealth check biscuits. to make sure that you're wild gesturing that you would do for casting this spell doesn't draw any undue attention. Alright. And I am doing that at advantage, right? Uh, what is conferring you this advantage? Uh, didn't you don't have Cat's Grace. Oh, okay. He gave it to me and Hoblet and Jerome. Yeah. Alright. Sorry. I only, I only have three spell slots. Here it is for the whole enchilada, guys. That's a 15. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. I give uh, Quinn a little bit of a makeshift sponge bath. And Quinn no longer smells. Uh, do you stay at the door, Pregnart? I'm being carried by um, Jarrell. Oh, are oh, no. you being carried? Okay. He never, right, then he I will, never uh, said he put me down. You are being led or carried by Jarrell, yes. Okay. I will uh, make sure that your movement is tied to Jarrell. Um, Quinn, I would say you are the next tallest out of the group. Well, what are you doing? Sure, I do want to correct you, and and it's not that Quinn smells; it's that he no longer smells fantastic. <laughs> Just wanted to—he doesn't smell. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, he still smells. Uh, he still smells pretty good. Neutralized. I didn't hear a word you said, Dave. Any outward odors are effectively neutralized. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So Quinn kind of takes the same kind of takes the signal to also back up, but he's not going to back up quite as far as Felix. Um, let's say thirty feet, like right behind Hoblet. Okay, Quinn. That is uh, done then. Um, Edric, you uh, would be maybe the next on here. What are you doing? Hedrick is holding on for dear life. He hears this commotion. Obviously, like, furniture being upended that he did not see. Well, no, you would have seen it in the room because the room was lit. The hallway is not. Oh, that's right. The torches. Right. <clears throat> so he's still, I mean, he's trying to be as stealthy as he can, but he is just hanging on in this train. Like, he is not going to uh, draw any more attention to himself. He has a reaction prepared if attention is drawn to himself. So he's with Pregnard and Jarrell because he's mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. dark vision-less. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So you are staying by Jarrell as well, and you see um, at this point, uh, Baronar reaches down into the rubble of the tables. Jarrell, you are the last. What are you doing? Uh, Jarrell would be backing up. Jarrell would also be backing up. Okay, since everyone else is going with you, do you close the door on your way away? Uh, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to risk making noise. Yep. Okay. Uh, as so you well oiled. Of, as you let go of the door, the door swings silently, but does swing open so that the room light from the room illuminates this hallway that you are all in, or would if you allow the door to continue to open. Oh, so it is opening as I'm moving away. Yes, it is. If okay, you well, well just then I, leave I would, it, I would have to was try bad, to. I would have to very gently close it, if I could. Okay, you close the door as you walk away. And how far away do you move? Uh, just back to where the group is, kind of to regroup there. Okay, so maybe about thirty feet, and we will put Jarrell plus there. Okay, the door closes, and after a second. What sounds like a table leg just goes thunk, sticks through the door. I'll find you wherever you are, you reprobate. And then uh, it sounds like a little door thrashing going on. And then the room quiets. Okay. Felix lets out like a sigh of relief. <laughs> uh, I'll start walking back towards the door with the table leg now sticking out of it. Yep. And it is, yeah, a table leg that is just impaled directly through the door. Maybe that leg was about two feet long. It is exactly 12 inches on either side sticking out through this, uh, this uh, wooden door. Okay. It takes like hurricane level force to do this sort of thing. Right. I will try to gingerly crack the door. Okay. And just, just, just like you know, one eye look in. The door is cracked. You look in, and aside from the wreckage you had already previously seen of the tables having been destroyed, the room is exactly as you had seen it before, but now completely empty. Okay. I'm just going to like signal to the crew who can see me and like wave them back towards the door. Yeah. And let's say the crew enters uh, the room, the one sort of lit area, and now I have a place where you all are. I know what has happened. You, as a party, however, do not know which door Baron R. True Silver has left through. We might be able to work that out. We'll see. And that is a mystery that I will leave you to ponder mm. until next week. If you mm. like us, you can be found on the internet. We're in such places as uh, Reddit slash r slash hapless heroes podcast. If you were to search hapless heroes podcast on Facebook, you find us as well at hapless heroes on both Twitter and the gram. We'll lead you to our pages in those respective places. And 
a pinned post or a sticky or some sort of indicator on each of those accounts will lead you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and greet and hang out with us and be part of our ever-growing community of people who are enthusiastic about D&D, but also about life and, you know, being awesome. And it's, it's a great place. We would love to have you as part of our community. Please come join us there. Now, if you really like us, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. At this point, at this part of the podcast, I trust you've probably not just stumbled upon us randomly. And if you have, please, I encourage you after this, get some context. Go back at least to the nearest recap, if not the beginning, because this is a, you know, it's a show with a rich history. And I think uh, you, you, you might really enjoy yourself, you know, listening to the catching up to here. I promise it would be well worth your time. But if you do that and you do find it is worth your time, how about you leave us a five-star review on that podcast service? And, uh, you know, let's say uh, your podcast service doesn't allow it. You could leave it in a channel on our Discord called Five Stars. If we do see it there, we will read it. It's the sort of thing we do. So we can recognize you as the five-star human being that you are. Yeah, we got uh, one more here uh, from, I, I believe it is Blunt Raps 69 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, they say, uh, <laughs> and they say I stumbled across this podcast February last year 2020 and it quickly became a part of my work day I can say without a shadow of a doubt this is truly a five star podcast with a five star cast of chuckle fucks yeah <laughs> that is an accurate description I'd say five star and uh, thank you five stars to you my friend Five is that where you got that? Grab that you just it's a, is that what just inspired you to no, call us I, all chuckle no, fucks? Dude, ch- no, dude, chuckle fucks is totally something that I've said before, and that we've also like you pay This is a that's a term that's been around for a long time now. And are you blunt rap sixty nine? No. <laughs> nope. Anyhow. If you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hapless heroes. And we have a variety of reward tiers, and um, you know, uh, one of them uh, gives you access to a patron lounge channel where uh, we do all of our posting with our pinkies in the air, and you can get access to some of our greatest bloopers and uh, outtakes, and a little bit of Hedrick's head, and uh, you know, there's some really good stuff. And if uh, you join there, it might be a good thing. But at any uh, level you donate at, it uh, keeps our uh, podcast running. You know pays our hosting fees and occasionally equipment upgrades. It keeps us uh, keeps us running. It keeps us ad-free. It's a good time for everybody. So thank you. And if you like us, right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal, go check out uh, shop.a24films.com and look at this The Green Knight, a fantasy role-playing game. A24 apparently made like a tabletop role-playing game module set for a couple of their films uh, like and most importantly uh, The Green Knight the movie that they made that just came out which was really good and really cool and uh, but like they have one for like Midsummer, and I think uh, The Lighthouse and uh, maybe The Lobster I don't know but they're, they're they it costs $35 buy this thing and let us know how it is because I'm very curious I don't know if I'm going to do it myself that's doable. But that was definitely it's doable cool. yes. I just wanted to promote I mean, this thing that they made it's fucking cool 
does actually sound pretty awesome. Yeah, it's not even it. sponsored. We we are not sponsored by them. We're not. If they want to, give us your money. If you like us right now, you like us. Go buy it and try it out and let us know how you like it. Yep. And Easy. to facilitate uh, your ability to do that, we are going to release you in an orderly fashion. You're going to do so by outroing our cast starting from my right with the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, portrayed by Francesca. I really hope they keep listening to my plans. <laughs> to his right, as Lord Jarrell the Light, we have John. Until next time. To his right, as Hedrick the Entertainer, we have Phil. You know, I'm not really known for being quiet, but in this situation, I'm going to keep it really quiet. To his right, as Pregnart, we have Zach. Stupid, stupid perfume. I think it's canon. I do not like perfume. No, stupid, stupid perfume. Stupid. And to his right, the wearer of the perfume, Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. I do love to smell fantastic. <laughs> to his right, the most fantastic smelling of us all, Hobbleth the Smasher, played by James. I'm feeling a little exposed here. My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Catch you on the flip side. On the flippy, flippy side. <laughs> 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 flip up.